Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We're in this together. What song is that? That was nothing. It was just me. Oh, Joe's writing a song for this episode. <laughs> We're in this together forever and ever. See, songwriter, you got it. What was I saying earlier about it? See? It's tearing up my brain when I'm with you. I, I resemble that song so much. We're talking caregiver and loved one, brain injury adjacent. Brain injury survivor, emotional support, and how to balance the two. Boom. I took your boom. Your boom rocks so soft. Because I'm trying not to peek the microphone. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Narrow Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. This is a different type of episode because I'm not sitting across from my tiny violence <laughs> co-host Lauren. I'm sitting across from my tiny, non-violent, beautiful, significant other. I can be but violent. You, oh yeah, you're you're half black and half Puerto Rican. I fear for my life on a daily basis. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> I hey, only halfway, I guess. I literally sleep with one eye open. So we're gonna be talking about. What are we talking about? We are going to talk. <laughs> we, well, first of all, we're going to talk about how we're recording this at night. And normally you record this during the day. I, I, I like how that's being said. Like we, we definitely want to let you know that this is being recorded at night because you can absolutely tell. Because you can see it. Yes. You know, this well, is I'm like, just trying to set the tone. Like, like, oh, wait a minute. Joe's got the blue lights on in here. I do. I do. So I it's a it's a simulation thing for me. Like when the lights are bright, like at, at night, I, I feel like the lights are yelling at me. So like I have to bring it down and we have these cool. They're not LED. What are they? The, the hue LED. lights. Well, the hue lights. Yeah, but they're LED. Yeah. The So they change colors. There's like an app and you can make them like tropical you can make the blue you can make so like i made them like a really cool blue not like oh yeah it's cool because it's blue but like it's cool like it feels it's like a cool bluish feel so yeah i I feel like i can breathe again 
Yeah. And so it's kind of it's kind of cool. What's also funny is I had the window open because it was kind of, um, you know, it's hot. It was like over 100 degrees today. Um, and I opened the window because I was like, oh, let's let in some cool air. We can just record with the window open. Nope. We've got crickets. Yeah. I was living on the side <laughs> of a mountain. Like the downside is nature. There are crickets out there. Yeah, and we're orchestra. not we're not that boring. You <laughs> know what I mean, like, I think we're entertaining enough where it's not like crickets, but it's like literal crickets. Literal so. crickets. So like normally I add crickets in later in post on when I'm editing. Um, when Joe says something awkward, but <laughs> now <laughs> we have actual crickets. So I had to close the window, but yeah. you could still kind of hear them slightly in the background. Yeah. Here, shh, shh. Oh yeah. You gotta yeah. Hear it. I, anyway. I don't know if it's picking up on the mic, but yeah. <laughs> so anyway, before we get into the episode, wanted to just give a little, I, don't, I feel like it's the wrong thing to say, give a shout out. But at yeah, least, we want to give a shout out to brain, brain aneurysms. aneurysms. Yeah. <laughs> no, we want to bring awareness to the fact that it is Brain Aneurysm Awareness Month. September yes. is Brain Aneurysm Awareness Month. Yes. Um, and at some point here, we are going to put out an episode this month that is going to talk more about brain aneurysms. We're not going to do that episode right now because neither me or Joe are really in-depth experts at uh brain aneurysm look i'm all i'm Joe only i'm only a, an expert at damn near dying because a vessel bursts in my brain of that's a, it of a stroke not a not a not a brain well aneurysm. brain aneurysm is, is a stroke too they can be related when, when they burst blood in the brain but you didn't have but you didn't have an aneurysm i don't believe so I'm not, no I'm you, not, no no i know you didn't have yeah, an aneurysm yeah, yeah so uh like i said this is why we're not talking about it right now because we don't have the facts to talk about it yeah. but we will bring someone on who can give more information yeah some of my favorite uh survivors more, are brain aneurysm yes, uh, uh more than survivors us. so clearly we need to bring awareness to ourselves of brain aneurysms the difference between a stroke and an aneurysm is that a stroke occurs when there's a ruptured blood vessel in the brain or blood supply to the brain has been blocked while an aneurysm is the result of a weakened artery wall they're not the same thing joe i know what we're trying to do we're trying to stop the pop Oh, we're trying to stop the. That's pop. really good, Joe. Thanks. Which brings me to the Stop the Pop campaign from uh, the Brain Aneurysm Foundation. Wait, the Stop the. Yes. <laughs> so shout out to the Brain Aneurysm Foundation. I feel like that's not inappropriate to say shout out to the Brain Aneurysm Foundation. Um, they are doing a lot of um, campaigns and stuff this month to bring awareness to brain aneurysm. Yeah, they're, so, doing, they're doing a lot of great work. Yeah, they support research to stop, you know, like preventative research, you know, to stop brain aneurysms from happening and, you know, great stuff like that. So, like I said, we'll talk about that in another episode, but we just wanted to, you know, let you guys know, we'll drop it in the show notes, um, the Brain Aneurysm Foundation's Instagram and website so you guys can check it out. And, you know, reach out to us if you've had a brain aneurysm reach out to us so that we can maybe, you know, talk to you about your experience and maybe feature you on Joe's blog because we want to bring more awareness to that. Yes. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. As a brain injury or a stroke survivor like myself, it's hard for me to get through reading books due to my injury. But with Audible, I can now enjoy as many books as I want just by listening. Before I started using Audible, I was having trouble reading my brain buddy Mimi Hayes' book. I'll be okay, it's just a hole in my head. But once it popped up on Audible, I immediately put it on my wish list. 
read Mimi's book with us. That's right. The Neural Nerds are forming a book club. What a great way for our brain injury survivor community to read books together. And even if you don't want to read the book we're reading, with this free trial, you can select any book of your choice for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash the Neural Nerds. Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So today we just wanted to talk a little bit about Joe's um, recovery journey. Me. He's still, (laughs) yes, folks, he's still recovering three years later. You know, he just had the last episode with Jane, um, Heal the Brain with Jane. Oh, I love Jane. Jane Connolly. And she was talking about, it was for me actually, editing that episode was really illuminating um, to hear her talk about how even three to five years later, um, there's still healing going on. And there's still new things that can pop up in your healing process, which, you know, when I hear stuff like that, it helps me as Joe's spouse and supporter, supporter, (laughs) yay, supporter, no, Joe's spouse, uh, loved one, caregiver. It helps me understand what he's going through, because sometimes it's hard for us as caregivers to like relate to what is happening inside um, a brain injury survivor's brain. Sometimes there's. Uh, emotional things that pop up that are unexpected that, you know, we don't know how to process on our end as the loved one. And there's stuff that pops up for them that they don't know how to express. So, you know, we thought we'd talk a little bit about it. We're realizing this recovery journey is not a straight upward slope. It is a winding road that goes up and down and around the corner, you know? Yeah, let's be honest. It's fucking chaos. That's it's what a little it bit, can be a little bit chaotic. So, you know, just when we thought like, okay, this is at a certain place, you know, there can be setbacks and it's not really bad. It's just, you know, part of the journey. It's, it's part of the process. And I think we all need to understand that it's, it, 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 all of this is part of the process. And it's just not, I, you know what it is? I just need to practice what I fucking preach all the time. I don't. Those who can't uh, um, do teach, I guess. And I tell people all these things and I really wish I would follow my own advice. It's like, don't beat yourself up when you're struggling. Chaos is the perfect description of what recovery is. And I, I thought, I didn't think it would get easier, but I thought it would get easier. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Because at the beginning, it's just, it's a blur. Because your your head isn't right, you don't really know what's going on. You're in a brand new body for most of us. We we either lose a lot of weight or we're we're weaker. Some people just like don't have feeling in one side. Um, our minds are somewhere else, and then but slowly but surely you start getting it back. You start remembering more, like I did, and then it's like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, I'm good now. Nope, <laughs> no, not at all. It's 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 chaotic. It's frustrating. It's um, it's a lot. I think, you know, and it's really, really hard not to just go dark and go very, very, um, be not very kind with yourself. And I say this, like I preach to everybody, don't do that, Mm -hmm. but it's horrible because I do that constantly to myself, you know, like every single person I talk to hits, uh, you know, that point where it's like, man, recovery is difficult. I don't want to do this anymore. It's so hard and I can't do this. And I'm like, you absolutely can. And yet, well, why me? And all, all of these things. Oh, I'm so I'm 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 weak and I'm, I'm fragile and I'm dumb and all of these things jump into our minds. And I'm like, hey, don't do that. You can't be mean to yourself. Like if you're gonna be mean to yourself for the one thing that you can't do right, you definitely have to pat yourself on the back and be gentle with all the million things you do right. You know, like you can't um, 
just fixate on the negative if you're not going to celebrate the positive. And I preach that every single day, at least 10 to 20 times a day to 10 or 20 different survivors that I speak to on a regular basis. And I just don't do that for myself. I don't know. Well, I, I know why it's I've had practice. I've had 39 years of practice of not doing that, you know, so it's hard to it's only been three years since I've been like trying to put this in play. So it's it's difficult to do it. But, you know, it's it's uh, those who can't do teach. So I think that's where I'm at right now. But I don't think that's OK. I'm not I'm not satisfied with that. Like, I want to be better than that. I don't know how to yet, but I'm a work in progress like the rest of us. It's kind of like what Ella was talking about in that post she did earlier this week on Instagram. And I think you guys talked about it on the live about saying you're fine. Oh, you mean the the Jello live stream? Yes, the Jello the live hashtag stream. Jello live stream. <laughs> Tune in on Mondays. We come out with the podcast and then later that day, Joe does his live stream with Ella. But anyway, they were talking this last week about saying you're fine when you're not really fine. Right. right. We did. And yeah, yeah. And, and that's totally, you know, not again, Joe isn't perfect. I'm not perfect. Wait, I'm not. Oh, this is bullshit. (laughs) And you know, (laughs) like Joe, Joe has, guess what guys, Joe has problems too. Joe has deficits. Joe has things he's dealing with as well. And it's easier for him to say he's fine and be strong for everyone that he's supporting. Um, you know, every day he's talking to a new survivor every day. He's reaching out every day. He's, you know, supporting his, this community. And sometimes it's hard to just, you know, accept help in return, even for me. Right. I, I, I still don't know how to do that. I'm not yeah. very good at receiving help. I think it's, it, you know, I don't even like massages. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I'm a helper, helper by nature. What's that, that test thing? I'm a number two. Oh, I don't like that new test thing. uh, I'm a number two. I'm a helper. Like, you know who would know this is Lauren. I'm not Lauren. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like, I'm a number two. Like, I'm I'm definitely a helper. Like, I always want want to help. But but I so here's the thing. I'm more mentally healthy than I've ever been in my life. I actually care about like what happens to me where my entire life. I haven't really felt that way. Like I would give myself to others because I didn't really care about me. You know, it's like I I would um, take up all the oxygen. (laughs) <laughs> give all the oxygen to everybody else and I have none for myself. Um, but now I'm like, no, 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 I, I, I want to live. Like I, I really like my, my main focus every day. And I know it sounds like weird. Literally. I am just trying to live, mm-hmm. but it's really, really hard. All of this is really, really hard. I talk about the yin and yang of life all the time. The yang man fucking bumming me out, man. The- <laughs> yeah, just be real. Like right now there's, we've been having some, like some personal um, hardships and struggles that we've been dealing with. And when that pops up, oh man, it's it, difficult. It it to, fucks me up. Yeah, because it's it's easy to meditate and feel good when things are going well, right? Um, don't worry, guys, we're we're okay. I'm just saying, like, there's something everybody has their stuff, right? And so that's the whole point of you know meditation and positive thinking is like for these times when there's contrast in your life to be able to still look at it and go. It's okay though. Right. It's, it's hard because again, 39 years of my life, it was a, a certain way. And the the stuff that's been happening um of late, it brings me back to my childhood. Like it's it was a lot of trauma then. Like there was so much trauma then. And I'm like, I relive it every single time. And as again, I've only been dealing with this stuff for like the last three years. So I have 39 years of expertise in feeling a certain way. So it just brings me back to these really horrific 
mentally draining and, and painful scarring times in my life. And it's hard to get out of that. And no amount of meditation right now and positive thinking and, and good vibrations is really doing it. It's, it's taking. So the thing is I'm breaking out of it slowly, but surely, but it's taken, taking so much time. It's taking so much effort and it's for like little patches of like, good. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to stay there. Like, you know, if somebody asked me like how I'm doing, I'm gonna be like, I'm not doing great, but I'm trying. Like, I'm trying really, really hard. It's just I, I'm nowhere near where I need to be, you know? Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us, too, and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. And the other thing is like, you know, and this is something that I really want to highlight just for all the uh, couples who listen to this uh, podcast, you know, where there's one person in the couple that has had a brain injury and one person that has been the supporter you know, caregiver, um, spouse, uh, it's easier for someone who's had a brain injury to put on a strong, you know, happy face for, um, strangers. You know, we always, we always want to cover what's going on to people that we don't know. But then when you get in behind closed doors, you know, you let kind of everything out and that's, that can be tough on the, um, the, the spouse, the caregiver, um, me, you know, other spouses and caregivers out there. And so, you know, me and Joe are constantly working on trying to communicate and figure out how to make adjustments because I want to be sensitive to the fact that, yes, he had a brain injury. And so there's things that, you know, emotional regulation, uh, things that he, it's difficult for him to, you know, control and fit and control how upset he might get about something or overwhelmed he might get about something. And then he, on the other hand, is trying to figure out how to be that way and, and, and recognize it and be mindful of it and also recognize that I'm still human and that, you know, he has to try to, you know, be considerate of, of my feelings too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult. Like emotional regulation is crazy because I, I actually had therapy this week, which I haven't been going to therapy regularly. I've been kind of like popping in. Um, so I went to therapy this week and I was talking about like, it just, it's very hard not being understood. And I think almost every single one of us, I think that's why we, we talk to each other a lot because we understand. And that's why I try to explain like the feeling of overwhelmed that comes over me the best way that I can, where I'm like, all right, you, you wake up in the morning, I walk my dog come home and I make a cup of coffee. And that is incredibly overwhelming. Like, I know it sounds ridiculous. It's like, well, you just walk your dog in your neighborhood and you make a cup of coffee. Like how? Yes, that's the point. The most baseline insignificant things that you can do are overwhelming. So how do you think a difficult conversation or a change in, in uh, your day-to-day life or uh, an argument or any kind of stress that comes over your way? How do you think that's going to like, how do you think I'll react to that when walking my dog is overwhelming? You know what I mean? It's just, it's really, really difficult. And it's hard for people to understand unless you've actually kind of been through it, you know? 
where people I talk to, they're like, yeah, well, I went to the grocery store and I couldn't leave the house for four days after that because it was just too overstimulating and overwhelming. And then, then they feel terrible about themselves because, well, why can't I just go to, can I just go to the damn store? I'm just going to get some milk. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's just, it's, it's difficult to, um, explain that. And then like in the moment when you're having a conversation, a difficult conversation, or if things are just spiking on your end and you just want it to end, you just want it to end. It's like being in a room that's on fire. It's like, I have to get out of this room on fire, no matter what. Sometimes you just have to run out of that room and it, it sucks. Cause it's just like, well, why are you running out of this, this room? It's like, Hey, to me, it's, it's a, it's a blazing inferno and I need to get out of here. And the other side just doesn't understand that. And it's, it's hard. I understand it sucks. Like that's, that's what sucks about being like having a brain injury, but healing, but then also healing and understanding how difficult it is for everybody else. It fucking sucks. And I feel horrible. But the fact is that like most of these conversations, the room is literally burning around me and I need to get out of here and you're blocking every exit and you, you want me to sit down and slow down and just be calm in this burning inferno. And I'm like, I, I can't be here. It's very, very difficult um, uh, to explain how overwhelming certain things can be. Yeah. And we're still trying to figure out the balance of it because, you know, um, I'm I try to be sensitive to the fact that that is happening for him. And at the same time, I can't see it, you know, like all that's happening in his head. And for me, it's like, OK, but there's, it's just a house. <laughs> you know, I don't see the fire. I don't see what's going on. So it's difficult to relate sometimes. Right. Yeah. I think it's difficult to relate all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's so it's cool to to talk, but like, it's, it's just hard. I think that's why it's the easiest for me to talk to people in the community and why I talk to them so, so frequently, because I actually feel understood, you know, and it's this, I, I say it a lot. It's the, that bond that we have. It's that like cheat code that we have. It's that secret language that we speak. It's like a uh, pig Latin for brain <laughs> injured. Um, we, we get it. And so if I tell so like, I, I, so what, what helped me is like back in the day when I understood that people with brain injuries that have been through things that I've been through, understand it. Talking to Rianne back in the day when we went to Coachella and she was the first person, like a lot of people I talked, Oh, wow. How, how are you? How are you? How are you dealing right now? And how did you deal with it then? Blah, blah, blah. She's the first person to ask me, Oh, how was it a couple days later? She's like, how'd you do? How'd you do like later on in the week? And I was like, oh my God, yeah. why are you asking me this? Because it was th- like, it, it, it blew me away. And I was like, oh, you understand because you understand, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard and it's hard for normies to get it because you, you, there's no way that you can understand how this is unless you've been through it, you know, and that's, it's not fair. It's not fair to them. It's not, it's not great for us. Um, it's just, it's, it's, to be honest, it's just fucked up for everybody. Like it really is. It's very difficult for us because honestly, as much as people can try to just feel for us and what we go through, they will never understand ever. And it sucks for them because what what can we do? Like it, like what can they do? There's nothing that they can do to help us because they can't have a brain injury to understand what we're going through. They're just doing the best that they can to deal with the stupid shit that we're going through. You know what I mean? That they could never truly understand. It's just fucked all the way around. Having a brain injury sucks, man. (laughs) Well, we don't want to be the beacon of, of bleakness. We want to be the beacon of hope. I I do. I I, I do. (laughs) So, so so, look, it's, it's the yin and yang of life. 
this is all part of the process. And unfortunately, like this is the downside of the process. I'm struggling mightily with all of this. You know, it would be helpful if we could just be like, um, what's her name from Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, the little, the cute little Mantis. Mantis, yes. Yeah. If I could just put my hands on you and see and feel what no, you're see, feeling. You know, you, do you want to know what's really funny? Immediately I flinched because I'm like, nope, I'm overstimulated. You can't fucking touch me. <laughs> <laughs> even that, you don't understand how difficult it is even to drive in the car where I have an episode and the first thing that the woman who loves me and that I love wants to reach out and... It's okay. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing. She wants to reach out and comfort me yeah. and put her hand on my back, on my leg, grab my hand, hold my hand, grasp my hand, and I can't because I flinch. It's too... It's too much. It's, over, it's overstimulation where my head's going a million miles an hour. Lights are going by. I'm freaking out. And all she wants to do is care and love. And I can't, I can't have that in the moment. Like how, just, just really think about that. Like how fucked up is that? How terrible is that for me? How terrible is that for her? Where the only thing she wants to do is comfort me. And the only thing that's going to help me is if she just leaves me alone for a minute. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, how horrible is that? She just wants to give you a hug and, if she gives me a hug, it's the worst thing in the world for me because I'm already overstimulated and that's just more stimulation. It's just going to just going to push me further in that hole. Yeah, I know. It's hard. It's I mean, it's it's so now to give some hope in this in this conversation of this, because my, mind you, we're still figuring it out as well. But one thing I do know is that I love you very much. And, um, and that's, you know, all of us who are um, spouses and caregivers. Um, that's what, that's at the root of this relationship. The root of this relationship is not that you're a brain injury survivor or stroke survivor an aneurysm survivor. This, the root of this relationship is that we love each other and we laugh together and we have things in common and, um, we've gone through things together and it's all gotten us up to this moment. And so, you know, I think that something that's helpful that, that we haven't, I'm, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here on, on the, on the episode on the air, something that could be helpful for us and for other couples out there is to make an agreement, make an agreement on both sides. It, you could write it down if you want to, or you could just do it as a verbal agreement look at each other in the eyes and say, I am going to try to understand your experience. And that goes on both, that goes both ways because the part that's difficult for us, for me, and for, I think other, I mean, I think I'm speaking for some other spouses and caregivers and family members is that we want to be compassionate to what our, our loved one is going through as a brain injury survivor. And at the same time, we still want to be recognized for what we're going through and the feelings that we're having. And sometimes that can feel like we're being selfish to ask that because it's like, well, you had the brain injury and that, you know, I'm, I, nothing happened to me physically and there, but there's something going on emotionally for us, you know? Um, and things like, for instance, you have to relate a little bit different to each other than you did before. Like if I'm going through something emotional that has nothing to do with his brain injury, he can't 
handle it the same way that he used to um, before the brain injury. It's sometimes what I'm going through is too, too overwhelming for him. So I think that a good step forward for anyone, um, and we're trying to work on this ourselves, is to make an agreement to try to be compassionate to each other's experience. So, you know, I think that that's a good first step. Don't you think, Joe? Yeah, I think just um, trying to understand both sides. And the the part that's, um, it's not, I don't want to say defeating. The part that's just really frustrating is, like, I, I understand how much it sucks. Like, I do, and that's what really sucks. Like, I understand how difficult it is, and I just try to, like, the only thing I can come up with on, like, my end most of the time is just be better. And I'm like, that's just not, it's not doable really it's just that's that's not be better is not that's not compassionate to say just be better right like i can't be less overwhelmed i i wish i could i can't be like the overstimulation is is always been a problem like i i can't not have that so like i i can't um have less ptsd right now you know what i mean so like it's it's hard because the only real answers are, all right, well, just like be better or deal with it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, well, that's where I'm going to say. And that sucks. That's not. And, and, and I think I speak for a lot of loved ones with brain injury survivors. That is not what I expect from you. I mean, maybe there's some other <laughs> loved ones who do expect that, but I don't yeah, expect that. <laughs> I don't expect that from you. I don't want you to just be better. All I want is for us to have understanding. Well, and that's it, where, the, and that's the, what's, well, the problem is that the, the stimulation understanding can't come when I'm in the middle of being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It, it just can't, it, it, it can't. And, and the more it happens, the further and further understanding is going to be right. like, I don't know if it's going to be a minute. I don't know if it's going to be an hour. I don't know if it's going to be a day, but sometimes like it just, things just need to stop. And mm-hmm. it's, if it doesn't, it just builds up and the room just turns into a blazing inferno. You know, it's it's I that I can't paint, I think, uh, a better picture than that. It could literally be about nothing or everything. But the room is on fire and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That's not going away. And it hasn't gone away. If anything, it's gotten worse, you know. And in the moments where I'm like, it, it's 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 too much. I can't breathe. I'm literally on fire. I have to get out of here. And that ends up being like the worst thing in the world for me because then it's just me outside wandering around like I was when I left the hospital, which is horrible. But if you really think about it, it's <laughs> to me. He's not in, wandering away, guys. Well, no, 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 no. But to me, in the moment, that's better than being in this room that's on fire. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I would, it, it's almost better, even though, like, I have a severe amount of PTSD from that that would be better than dealing with a conversation that I don't want to have. You know what I mean? Like, again, it's hard for you, I think, to understand that. It, but to me, I think that paints the, the, the brightest picture that the, the most horrific uh, emotional scar that I have, I would rather deal with that than deal with a, a difficult conversation that I can't when I'm feeling overwhelmed and overstimulated. It, it's just too much. That is, that's something I, I can't, handle and can't deal with. And I would rather deal with all that other chaos than that in the moment, you know? Yeah. And I'm working, I'm working on, and this is something that I think uh, is difficult for, it's just a difficult thing to deal with as a non, as the non-brain injury survivor side of it. Um, to the the caregiver is yeah, just, sucks. it's just giving you the space to let yourself come down from the, uh, from the fire. Yeah, I know it sucks. 
it because it, it doesn't make any sense like it doesn't make any sense like i i it's happening to me and it doesn't make any fucking sense i can only imagine like the way you're seeing it you know what i mean where it's just like why are you so angry well why are you getting so upset i, I don't know it just I am. And it is me. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just feeling that way. So like, I understand how much it sucks for you. I just wish it wasn't that way. Well, that's why. And this is where, what I think the purpose of this episode is to be a little bit real here with the audience and let everybody know that our experience is not perfect. Like, yes, we, we, you know, we put this podcast together. Joe's doing extremely well, you know, overall, kind of killing it he's he's well let's not use the word killing okay. <laughs> overall kind of living it living, living it yeah there it is, there he's it is. Living overall kind of living it yeah and there still are you know some setbacks here and there and we are trying to navigate this and so we want to share and be real and say like we're we're not perfect and we're trying to figure out this path as yeah, well man it sucks like you know the setbacks here uh, here and there they're like here and here that's <laughs> that's the that's been the problem. And, you know, I, I can't say that I've been the most open and honest about it because I still have that weird thing that my therapist tells me I'm, I'm vain. Who knew? Um, also, like, I don't want to I, I don't want to feel weak and I feel weak all of the time. And I know it's a, it's again, it's a thing I need to practice instead of just preach where when you guys are saying, yeah, and I feel like this and I feel I'm like, yeah, that's so strong of you to op- be open and admit that. But when I do it, I'm like, Joe, you weak, tiny little man sucks. I'm trying to break that. So, Joe, there's strength in being vulnerable and being honest. And you don't have to say fine when you're not fine. And I think that's something that you and Ella were talking about earlier in the week. And I think that is really um, relevant to what we're talking about now. Yeah, it's it's I'm I'm not fine. (laughs) I'm struggling mightily, but like I'm working on it. Like I'm I'm really working on it. And but I'm trying not to let it hinder what I feel like I made it back to do. And that's help. You know, and you're and trying it, to choose your focus. That's another thing is choosing what to focus on. I know that people will say, oh, the world is happening to me, but it's not. <laughs> the world is not happening to you. You have a choice if you stub your toe, whether that stubbing your toe in the morning is now going to lead to now you locking your keys in your car and then lead to like, you have a choice in the energy that you put behind these things. You can, you can laugh about it or you can get really mad about it. And the way that you decide to react now, mind you, I know with a brain injury, it can be harder. Your emotional regulation is more difficult. However, you can still try to choose your focus. Okay. This is, this is too much for me right now. I am going to decide right now to go meditate instead. I am going to decide right now to write down a list of positive things that have happened to me in the last week to bring up my mood. I'm going to decide right now. I'm going to do just the right amount of hair. Right? No, no, no. That's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Uh, I I thought we were just spitballing. I thought we were just brainstorming. No. And then uh, the other thing is, okay, it's difficult to talk about these things with us normies over here. I don't, it like, is. I don't like calling us normies. I, I, feel I, like, I love it. I know you love it, but I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like it's, well, it's fine. I'm not, I, I'm not hating on it. I just don't know if I can say it myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I, I just feel like, I feel like it makes me sound, I don't know. You no, know, being a normie. <laughs> yeah. It sounds weird because I, because I'm not, you know, nobody's normal. <laughs> There's all kinds of things. Going, and that's my point, I guess, is that I'm saying like, just because 
we don't have a brain injury on our side doesn't mean that we also don't have our shit. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> so look, so it, we still have our one, shit. There's not one perfect you person know? out there. Everybody has their own crazy stuff. Just unfortunately our crazy stuff, like it's hard to differentiate our normal amount of crazy with like our brain injury. You right. know what I mean? It's like, it's weird. I'm becoming more and more coherent again, like three years later, still I'm becoming more and more coherent where I'm like, Oh no, no, no. That's a brain thing for sure. Nope. Nope. That's just a Joe forgetful idiot thing or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. So I think that something that can really help in terms of, and I'm just going to, you know what, I'm just going to go here because I think that a lot of people who are um, spouses and caregivers for brain injury survivors have trouble like asking for stuff because it seems like almost selfish because you're the one who had the brain injury and we deserve that too. We deserve some love and care as well. So in order to reciprocate the care, in a different way, because obviously you don't need to be a caregiver to us in that way, but you, we still need care and, and, and compassion as well. Maybe when the fire has died down, um, there can be a moment where you have a mindful moment. No, I, I'm sure. Yeah. And I think that's the goal. The problem is the fire hasn't dissipated right. at all. Like it's in those, in those moments, the, the, the more understanding that happens that, Hey, I just need to get out of this flaming room. If that happens, cool. Once everything kind of settles down, it'll be like, hey, I can't explain to you how much fire was around me in that room during that conversation. So thank you for allowing me to leave and then come back when things calm down. And so that's great because that's something that I'm working on. I am working on being better at understanding that you just like the, the brain fog and the overstimulation is no joke. And it's something that it's incredibly difficult as someone who's not experiencing it to really understand how much space and how much um, quiet time you need to recover from that. So um, I am uh, absolutely hundred percent working on that myself. Yeah, I, um, I, think, I think we're, we're, we're all working on it. Cause like, I want to be able to afterwards be like, Oh man, that was crazy. Like I need to get away from that. But I, we haven't even hit that point yet. Yeah. Where well, I, well, right. And, and so I'm just going through like the whole thing on my end. That's what I'm trying to do. And then I think on the end of the brain injured or the brain injury survivor, I should say thriver, I should say, then when it, once it calms down, the next thing is to try to be mindful to kind of go back and say, Hey, I'm better now. I'm feeling a little bit better. How are you? What's what, you know, like that must've been tough to, you know what I mean? Yeah, and try to acknowledge the other side because that's, that's the tough part. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the neuro nerds on the Apple podcast app today. So, you know, I think that ultimately um, what we're trying to get at here today is that this this journey, when you're on it with someone else, it takes effort. And I don't want to say work because work sounds like it, it's it's like a job. And being being to, being there for someone that you love, I don't like to look at it as a job. I just think it's more like it takes mindfulness. Yeah. It takes mindfulness on both sides. You know, you need me to be compassionate and understanding and give you the kind of it's a chicken and the egg that it, you it, need. It really is. It's yeah. like, which one? Well, I need you to do this. It's like, cool. I can't do this unless you do that. Well, yeah, that's you know? where well, we have I can't to do that, that unless yeah, you, you do this. You can't do that. I have to be, I have to just give you that unconditionally. We need this. And then you have to give me on my end um, also compassion in a different way. Once you're out of that burning room. Well, well, that, that's what that's, yeah. that's literally yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, I can't come back 
from being out of, I can't leave the burning room and come back and say, man, thank you for like, you know, I had to get out of this burning room. I can't do that. If you're forcing me to stay in this burning room, you, you understand what I'm saying? Right. So like it's a chicken or the egg. You can't get the, Hey, thank you for, you know, understanding and getting me out of this, this flaming room. If you're like, Hey, don't leave this flaming room. Right. We need to, we, we, so we gotta a, figure it's, this it's out. Just a, it's a, just a reciprocation. How about that? There's a synergy that needs to happen. And we are, we're working on that every day and we, we work on it because we care about each other. And, um, you know, we all need to, I think that's another aspect of this community is supporting each other in our relationships in terms of like, you know, it's not always easy. No, it's, it's not always easy to deal with this. Look, and, It's harder than it's easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more difficult than, than it's, it's easy for the most part, you know? Um, but we have to take care of ourselves. We also have to take care of our caregivers, whether that be a, a parent, a significant other, um, a sh- I don't want to say stranger, but they're stranger caregivers. You know what I mean? There are people that like are appointed caregivers, whoever it is. Just, we we got to be good to the people who take care of us, but the people who take care of us, you guys have to understand, man, we literally have brain injuries. Oh yeah. No, we, <laughs> we get it. I get it. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I totally get it. I think that, um, what you just said is so epic. Like we need to be good to our caregivers because it's very easy to, um, we this is not even a brain injury thing it's easy to take for granted the people that are in our life every day our loved ones that are closest to us i i, I look at it back as even far as like even like ha- with your siblings when you're little your parents say that's the only brother or sister you're gonna ever have you know what i mean like the because because you just take for granted that they're just there so it's like oh i can just be a, i can just talk to them however i want and I think that that part right there is so important and it's difficult for a brain injury survivor to remember and be mindful to remember it and step out of yourself and go, have I thanked them lately? Have I, get, you know, have it's, I, have I, it's hard you know, because yeah. we literally had fucking brain injuries. Exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, um, I guess being open and willing to hear once you're out of the burning room, our side and go, you know, okay. Oh man, that does kind of suck. Like sometimes acknowledging our side helps just as much. Validation is just so important in for any human being, being validated, having your feelings validated, having your thoughts validated, having, you know, everything that, that you're thinking validated is whether sometimes it's not always that it's a real thing that's going on for you. <laughs> feelings, you can feel a certain way, but it, but the situation may not actually be how you're seeing it. But being validated, having your feelings about the situation validated is so important. So I think that our takeaways from this is uh, compassion. And validation are and really, don't do heroin. I don't think do most heroin. Importantly, do we not, shouldn't do that. Do not do heroin. Obviously, but, we all know Joe's an idiot. So. <laughs> so compassion, validation, that's what we're focusing on, and mindfulness. Yeah, that's what we're trying to really every day get better and better at, especially with the twists and turns of this recovery journey. It's a process, man. I think the the the, the more we understand that this is all, I know it sounds ridiculous sometimes, this is all part of the process. It really is. It sucks, and I wish it wasn't part of the process, but it's part of the process. You want to be a bodybuilder? Yeah. Sore muscles? Part of the process. These are the sore muscles. Like, where it's this is part of the process. We just have to accept it uh, and move forward the best we can, you know? And, um, don't do heroin. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, Avid Technology, for providing us with the tools, or should I say pro tools, to record, edit, and mix our podcast and get our message out clearly to the world. Try Avid first to start recording today for free at avid.com slash pro dash tools. Yay. Yay. 
So, you know, we just wanted to share some realness and, um, you know, we love each other. We're, 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 we're on this journey together. And that's why we put this effort to work on these things. And we just wanted to show you guys that, um, while yes, you see on social media and all that stuff, like that we're, you know, smiling and we're doing well, it's not like a perfect path. It's not a perfect road. Social media ain't real. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we try, but we, you we know. do, we do. We try to be as genuine as possible. But to be honest, look, these are the pictures that we choose to put on. We don't have like cameras following us 24 hours a day. Not only that, remember how I said earlier, you, we have a choice. We're not choosing to stay in a bad mood all day. Right. You know what I mean? Right. We look at it, we acknowledge what happens and then we go, okay, now let's change the energy. Yeah. Let's move forward. I, I think that's why we did this because like, yes, we do choose to um, focus on the positive, but Hey, this is the yang. This is the, the the negative side that like this is a thing, but I don't want to focus too much too heavily on this. I want to say, yes, this is the negative side. Cool. I'm acknowledging it. Now I want to change it because I want to get back to that yin. Well, it's what I always say. I love the concept of contrast. When a negative situation pops up, that contrast between the negative situation and how you want things to actually be helps you better focus on what you actually want. You know what you don't want. So let's focus on what you do want. Right. right. Also, if somebody's out there, uh, somebody out there can tell me what yin and yang means, because I always go like, I understand it, but like, I don't understand exactly what the yin means or what the yang is. I always go yin as like the good <laughs> because it rhymes with win. And then yang is the bad because it rhymes with wang. Right. Sounds like a fact check moment. (laughs) Yin and yang can be thought of as complementary, rather than opposing, forces that interact to form a dynamic system in which the whole is greater than the assembled parts. According to this philosophy, everything has both yin and yang aspects. For instance, a shadow cannot exist without light. So guys, thank you for going down this path with us today. It's actually been therapeutic for us (laughs) to kind of share this and And hopefully, I hope it helped you guys tell us what your, you know, I said validation, compassion and mindfulness is what we're focusing on to be able to work together and, you know, be in harmony together. But what are some things that you guys are focused on? What helps you stay in a good place with either your spouse, your your dad, your mom, whoever's your supporter in this journey? What helps you be a bone thug and stay in harmony? Come on. Brilliant. Do not put crickets there. That was amazing. I'm definitely putting crickets there. So I think, (laughs) but there's a lot of people that I'd love to hear from. I'd actually love to hear what uh, Mama Berna, Bernadette has to say. And I'd also love to hear what the the Harmers have to say because I, you know, they're amazing and I kind of have a crush on both of them. But, yeah, but, all the couples out there, what are you doing? But again, this is not just it's couples. not just couples. Like, it's, again, you know, if, you have a, if you have a family member, if you have a friend that's been your supporter, through, how do you guys um, if you maintain have a your mistress? Re- <laughs> dum, dum, dum. That's right. Neuro nerds ruining relationships. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is not a soap opera, Joe. <laughs> what if there was a brain injury soap opera? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Have you ever lived with a brain injury? Oh. It is a soap opera. Are you kidding me? <laughs> So, you know, yeah, let us know. Give yeah, us, for send sure. Us, send us hit us up. Us. Obviously, hit me up. I I tell every single one of you guys all the time, hey, hit me up. Like, let's connect. Hey, you guys are connecting. Like, two or three people hit me up every once in a while. I'm like, dude, I like more because I, I keep mean, on, I'm like the stalker. I stalk everybody in this community. I mean, I'm going to be like, the total office. don't hit me up. No, I'm just kidding. No, hit me up too. If, if you're, if you're, I, you're like traveling the world, being awesome. 
If you're a spouse or a caregiver or a family member or a friend of someone who has had a brain injury and you, um, you know, need some support too, hit me up. You know, I'm here for you. Yeah, I- yeah look, you can hit me up too. Um, obviously, I can't speak on the caregiver side, but I can absolutely connect you with another caregiver, you know, because there's a giant community of you guys out there too. And you guys all need to, you know, be as cool as us cool kids the brain injury. And actually the USO rock group that we have on Facebook is not just for brain injury survivors. It is also for caregivers and family members and, you know, just supporters of brain injury survivors. So I'm on there and we have some other caregivers and family members on there as well. Yeah. Come so, be part of the cool kids. You know, come be part of that. Insert USO rock ad roll here. <laughs> I don't know. Is there, only, is there a ding there? I don't yeah. Know. Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for community and support? Well, the Neuro Nerds are here to help. Join our hashtag #UsoRock Facebook group at facebook.com/groups/UsoRock to connect with other survivors like you. Plus, read other inspirational brain injury survivor stories on Joe's blog at joesorocks.com/UsoRock, and submit your stories there as well. We want to hear them. And remember, you so rock. rock. All right. So on, on, on this awkward note, we're going to do our uh, socials now. You could follow me at Joso Rocks everywhere. You could follow Lauren at Lauren El Manzano on Instagram. You can follow Felice at Felice Lose everywhere. <laughs> you can follow us at the Neuro Nerds everywhere. And on this really, I guess, heartfelt couples caregiver understanding episode, these Neuro Nerds are, are out. out. We were really in sync there. Yeah, that, was, that was good. We <laughs> that were was really good. I, I get to be Joey Fat One. You could be Justin Timberlake. <laughs> it's burning up my heart now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.